0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to God Save America. The next episode is a patron-only episode. In the episode, we talk about the Native American Church. If you want to hear the full episode, you can go to patreon.com slash America and become a patron for as little as $1 an episode. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the sample, and see you in the next episode. You're fighting each other. Doing well and the on the outside to heaven is this religion that's based around these particular ceremonies is there a lot of metaphysics and things like that outside of this belief in a great spirit
1: no there's no complicated metaphysical or theological doctrine to it. There's no creedal statement. And it's really pan-Indian, you know, and it falls into the sort of patterns, like we talked about before with Native American religion with these practices like the ghost dance that have sort of caught on and been adopted by all kinds of different tribes and nations all around North America, who might have different beliefs, different teachings, different ideas that they bring to it. But the commonality is the basic practices. And the theology, you know, is more kind of
0: open-ended. Okay, so it's much more practice-based rather than theology-based. So that reminds me a lot of Quakers, that even though there is like a theology, it kind of, Mm -hmm. the ultimate conclusion of that theology is kind of just, you can do anything, so it ends up being more practice-based.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's similar a lot to Quakerism in that There is a pretty clear model of how you're supposed to do the worship, but the theology is more kind of up to your own thinking. Scholars would say it's orthoprax. You know, there's a correct way of doing things more than
0: orthodox, correct, belief. Let's put this denomination in some context. Let's talk about where it came from. I'm noticing you said late 1800s. A lot of the denominations we've already talked about started in the late 1800s, spiritualism, mm-hmm, Christian mm-hmm. science. I think we'll probably end up learning about more. Is that true? I think so. That's a good question. If not the late 1800s, then the mid and early 1800s will be covering groups that started then.
1: Yeah, from this Second Great Awakening, like Disciples of Christ. Yeah, so there are others too from that kind of ferment. But this one, you know, it has roots in the indigenous American community. It centers, it kind of revolves around the proper use of the drug peyote, which is a psychoactive drug, which when taken in its natural form can be taken in mild doses, sort of manageable. So that's that's what a lot of it really is about, is sort of how to use this drug in a managed environment that's considered spiritually productive or healing. The drug was used for hundreds of years in Mesoamerica. It's called peyote in Nahuatl, in the ancient Mesoamerican language, which then, you know, in Spanish became peyote, and then in English, it's usually pronounced peyote. It comes from a succulent plant. So a sort of cactus without spines that grows in the desert and dry areas, especially in northern Mexico and the American Southwest. It has small shoots or caps on top that contain mescaline, which is like this kind of mix of chemicals that have a psychoactive effect and can be somewhat hallucinogenic, but not, you know, not as powerfully as like LSD and psilocybin and things like that. A system seems to have developed around eating the, the caps of the peyote and sort of stimulating altered consciousness through chant and meditation. And it was developed among Coahuiltecan people, which is a sort of group of tribes in the Rio Grande Valley, especially southern Texas, in the late 1800s. And there are even particular chants and songs relating to peyote that have been picked up into the Native American church and sometimes are still recited by all kinds of different peoples all around the country. The basic process is you have a gathering. And usually there's some, there's some event to prompt it. And you have a gathering of people, maybe five or six, maybe a dozen, maybe 20. They come together in a teepee. That's the customary way to do it. And they chant and sing. And they might recite prayers or invocations involving God or the Great Spirit or sometimes specifically Christ. And then you have ritual implements and eat ritual foods, one of them being the peyote caps. It seems in the 1890s, this basic sort of set of practices from the Kolokwil Tekin people were brought up into Western Europe.